Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to r slash revenge where this man seeks justice on his boss after he stole $10,000 worth of Super Bowl tickets. My boss stole my Super Bowl tickets, so I made him lose a major client. With the NFL playoffs back on, I thought you all might enjoy this football-related revenge story. I'm a huge 49ers fan, the rabid all-day tailgate in the parking lot type. A few years ago, we made it back to the Super Bowl. I was working at a consulting firm with a handful of accounts I would interact with directly. One client in particular knew how big of a Niners fan I was. I was the day-to-day lead on his accounts. He really liked working with me and we became friends, often grabbing drinks or dinner after our meetings. He had access to a pair of extra company seats of the game and as a thank you, wanted to give them to me as a gift. He passed the tickets over to the partner on that account, who I will refer to as idiot partner, to be given to me as a surprise. The game came and went. We lost, it sucked. The next time we met, we went to drinks afterwards and he mentioned, Hey, by the way, why didn't you go to the game? I heard somebody else was in your seats. I asked, what game? And he said, the Super Bowl? Confused, I answered, I didn't have seats at the Super Bowl. He told me that he gave the idiot partner a pair of his company tickets for me as a gift so I could attend. I had zero idea what he was talking about. He looked shocked and told me to quietly ask around about it and get back to him. When I was back in the office the next week, I found out through one of the secretaries that the idiot partner had given a pair of Super Bowl tickets to another one of his clients as a gift from our company. I might have let this sort of thing go to keep the peace under different circumstances, but these were seats on the 30-yard line to see the freaking 49ers play in the Super Bowl. I was fuming. I considered confronting the idiot partner myself, but realized it was the client who had noticed I wasn't there in the first place. So if I let him handle it, there'd be no blowback on me. So I texted him. Hey, I just wanted to thank you so much for thinking of me with those seats. It appears that they were given to another one of our firm's clients. He texted back right away in all caps. Are you kidding me? And then pretend I never told you. Let me handle. He followed up with me about formulating a plan. A few days later, we were asked to come down for a meeting in their office. The client requested the partner to be present, not entirely unusual, so the idiot partner and I hopped on a flight the next week and headed over to their office. Little did the partner know, my client had orchestrated a wonderfully awkward little show to catch him red-handed. When we entered the conference room, it was all the usual suspects, along with a woman in her 30s we didn't recognize. My client immediately introduces, Partner, this is Stephanie such and such. VP from another department. She wanted to sit in on this meeting. Hey, OP, you guys must already know her from the Super Bowl. She then responds as she goes to shake my hand. Oh, I don't think so. Did we meet there? I'm sorry if I forgot. The client responds. Geez, Steph, how much did you have to drink? They were sitting right next to you. The client looks at me and I say, sorry, I wasn't there. Are you thinking of someone else? At this point, the partner is looking visibly uncomfortable, probably trying to come up with an excuse. 
He starts in with an, um, when Stephanie says over him, no, so-and-so from another company were in the other seats. By the way, I was wondering why we gave company seats to those guys. Is there a project we're working with them on that I don't know about? Obviously not. They were in completely different industries. It would be like Coca-Cola partnering with John Deere. The idiot partner lets out an uh again, and the client immediately speaks over him, asking, partner, I gave you those tickets for OP. At this point, the partner is turning bright red. He responds, oh, uh, well, he wasn't able to make it, so he must have given the seats away to someone else, and turns to me looking for me to cover for him. The client smirks at me. I respond, uh, what are you talking about? You gave me tickets to the Super Bowl? The client suddenly raises his voice. Partner, those tickets were a personal thank you gift from me to OP. Did you give them away to someone else? Was it another client? The partner butts in with, Oh, um, maybe something got mixed up in the office. The client went quiet for what probably seemed like an eternity to the idiot partner. He then looked down, grabbed his portfolio and iPad, put them into his briefcase and said, I think this meeting is over. OP, it seems as if I owe you a thank you gift. Let's go to lunch. Stephanie, you're welcome to join. Partner, I need to evaluate our relationship. Please go back home and expect to hear from us next week. The partner suggests that he would like to join, presumably to do damage control. And Stephanie sternly tells him, I don't think that's a good idea. And she asks the front desk to see him out. As soon as he's in the elevator, we all break out laughing hysterically. Stephanie wasn't really a VP, just an employee at the company who the client had drafted into helping with his pre-planned meeting scare. But she did end up coming to lunch with us and was a fellow Niners fan and a total blast to hang out with. On our way to the restaurant, I got a desperate text from the idiot partner saying I needed to cover for the firm and that we could discuss things when I got back. I replied, yes, we need to talk, but I'll see what I can do. The client told me to wait a couple of hours and then respond to him. One, to expect invoices for the resale value of the Super Bowl tickets. Resale is way above face value. It was over $10,000 as well as our lunch. He picked a pricey spot and made a big show of overspending and that he expected them to be paid immediately. Two, expected I be given a direct apology. Three, expected a written apology to his company for what he considered theft. And four, he will only interact with me or another one of our firm's partners, never the idiot partner. The whole thing caused a stir with the other partners and I actually came off looking great because it appeared that I'd made a good faith effort to save the client for the firm despite being the victim in this situation. The client would transfer to another partner, which meant the idiot partner lost his profit share on any work with them. Oh, and the other partners in the firm made the idiot partner pay the invoices back out of his salary. In retrospect, I really have no idea what the heck the guy was thinking. Did he seriously believe the client would just not notice me not thanking him for the tickets? Anyway, the well was kind of poison for me there long term because the idiot partner wasn't going anywhere. I left the firm a few months later for a much better position. The client ultimately terminated their relationship with that firm a year later. He actually now works with a good friend of mine at a competing firm. I'm still angry that I missed out on the Super Bowl, even though we lost. Hoping we make it back this year so I can finally go to one in person. Go Niners. Honestly, what sort of human being do you have to be to essentially steal a $10,000 ticket from a worker, from an employee of yours? That is disgusting. Like you being their boss means absolutely nothing. Just in terms of being a nice person. How can you do that? That's insane. And that is before we even get into the fact that this is obviously going to ruin a reputation with one of your big clients. Like, how did you expect this to go? The client never to ask, oh, so did you enjoy the game? Did the surprise go well? And then be like, 
You didn't go? Okay, what's going on here? That, that was a, that was an inevitability. I, I just don't understand the logic here. There was none, clearly. And the saddest part about this entire story is that the partner keeps their job. That should not be allowed. I'm sorry, that is a sackable offense. If you're taking something that is a gift from one of your clients and then giving it to another client, I mean, I'm not sure if it's fraudulent, but it's definitely very unethical and immoral. It should be sacked on site. The good news is that you look great out of this. However, you did miss the Super Bowl with your team playing. Like, if I put myself in that position, if I was offered tickets to see Chelsea in the Champions League final, see Chelsea in the Champions League final, stop the cap. <laughs> and I didn't know about it. And then someone else went instead of me. I would be fuming. I wouldn't even care about my job at that point. That is the truth. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Now for our next revenge story. Nuked my wife's lover. A little over a decade ago, my then-wife decided to get a divorce. We had two kids, a 13-year-old boy and a 6-year-old girl, and even though our sex life was non-existent, I really didn't want to get divorced and break up the family. It turned out that the reason she had killed off our sex life was that she had been cheating on me for quite a while. She'd planned everything out years in advance and had set it up so that the divorce would be final at the same time she finished up the last semester of her master's degree. Then she was going to take the kids and move to Dallas to live with her fiancé even showed me the engagement ring. Long story short, you could say the divorce was ugly, in much the same way you could say the bombing of Hiroshima left the place rather messy. When the smoke cleared, I wound up with custody of the kids, so she literally packed up a U-Haul and drove off to Dallas to move in with her fiancé. Then she stopped paying child support. I had to get the state attorney general's office to sue her to get her to pay up. Since she'd gone ahead and moved to Dallas, she had very little contact with the kids. And when they did go to her place, they hated it. Her new hubby, we called him the step douche, had no interest in the kids other than to bully them. It wasn't physical, but it was still bullying. For example, when my son was 15, he wanted to go to a horror movie convention in Dallas. I couldn't afford to go with him, but I scraped up enough money so that he could. The ex said she'd pick him up at the airport, drive him to the convention, take care of him while he was in Dallas, make sure he had a good time, etc. So I got him a plane ticket and a three-day convention pass. Instead of taking him to the convention, they used him to help them move all weekend. By the time he got to the convention, it was Sunday afternoon and everything was shut down and everyone was going home. The step was a huge jerk and was constantly making things as hard as he could for both me and the kids simply because he could. This is just one example. He also occasionally beat the heck out of my ex, but that's another story. Wow. It's important to note here what the step douche did for a living. He and a couple of other partners ran a small business slash scam that solicited people to invest in oil wells. They ran a call center. Some of his disgruntled employees posted online about this and cold called folks to talk them into investing. They would then get this money together and they were supposed to use it to buy old oil wells, rework the well to get it producing again, and the investors all got a share of the proceeds. I know that they actually did do this on a couple of occasions. They had pictures of the well on the firm webpage, but how much of the investors' money was actually invested and how much went towards the step douche's rented Mercedes and suits and such, I don't know. I know that the step douche and my ex 
went to a lot of rock concerts and pro football games, but I also know that at least one of his partners was apparently honest. More on that later. And the firm was big enough they hired my ex to work there at least part-time. And they had a couple of office assistants too. I had spent some time in the military and worked briefly with law enforcement. So I pulled every string I could and got as much background on the step douche as I could. It turned out that he was on probation for felony cocaine possession and for assaulting a cop. Apparently, he'd stopped off at a truck stop to pick up some party supplies for a Super Bowl party and he bought the drugs from an undercover cop. Nobody knew this, not even my ex. She was shocked when I told her. Not his partners, certainly not the people he was trying to get to invest in his oil well deals. Eventually, I posted his arrest report online. The whole thing, except Step Douche's social security number. I was very careful not to add or embellish anything because when it comes to slander, truth is a defense. As long as I only posted the truth, i.e. the complete arrest report, along with arrest number, record number, etc., and his plea bargain deal, it wouldn't be legally actionable. Court records are public documents. I also said that this was only one side of the story and that people should contact him to find out his side. So I posted all his contact information, including where he worked and the firm website and the firm phone number, and I think his home address in the interest of fairness so people could get his side of the story. But I didn't dox him or anything like that, not even once, even though he lacked the legal certifications and background checks required for someone who worked doing investments. I figured his partners could find that out for themselves if they decided to check. I don't know the details of what happened next, but I do know that my ex called me up a couple of weeks later and literally begged me to take my post down. I politely refused. I do know that his firm vanished. Website gone, phones disconnected, emails bounced. Apparently, people are reluctant to invest their life savings with an unlicensed drug felon. Who knew? The kid said that my ex and the step douche had to move into a hotel for a while. So what happened to the house they were renting? I don't know. Finally, they moved back to our city and step douche got a job working for a buddy's exotic car company. Customers would come into the company and request a particular kind of car and he had to go and search the internet to find a matching one that was for sale. I don't think it was a high paying position. The ex went back to the job she had before the divorce, though with another company, and she was the big breadwinner. I know that they were dodging creditors for a long time because I would occasionally get phone calls from bill collectors asking for my ex-wife. These guys always found me to be very cooperative. Since I dropped the kids off at their place for the visitation weekends, I knew exactly where they lived, what their phone numbers were, where the ex worked, everything. Then I would call her brother, my ex-brother-in-law, and tell him that his sister was in financial trouble again. I think he helped her out a few times. I once got a call from a bill collector that was out to repo the Harley my ex had bought Step Douche as a wedding present. I was able to tell him not just where they lived, but how to get up to the property unseen. There was a small drainage ditch that ran alongside, and that when I dropped off the kids on Saturday mornings, Step Douche normally had the garage door open while he did yard work. I don't know if the repo man uses information or not, but they did go from a three car and a Harley family to a one car family over the course of a few months. Since they only had one car, Step Douche made the ex take the bus to work. Finally, my daughter was brave enough that she used her iPhone to record one of Step Douche's rage fits where he slapped around my ex. I was able to take this to court and get a restraining order requiring him to be at least 500 feet away from my daughter at all times. This meant that my ex still had visitation, but that my daughter didn't have to go over to their house anymore. Eventually, Step Douche got fired from his job. He has real problems with authority figures and he hasn't worked in like five years. My ex finally left him. On top of abusing her, he was also cheating on her. 
but for some reason nobody understands she still pays all his bills which means she has to sell plasma to try and make ends meet while he hangs out at strip clubs but that's not my problem a couple of years later one of his partners started up a new oil and gas firm and went to long lengths to get it certified by the better business bureau and every other look we're really honest website he could find so it seems likely he didn't know that step douche was as slimy as he turned out to be well there we go a great read great revenge i'm not gonna lie a pretty tragic situation i'm not sure who i feel worse for in this spot op you or your kids both just awful and i'm sorry i had to go for all of that did quite enjoy you saying that you uh you posted all his content information including where he worked the website his phone number his home address but not doxing him that's that's very good because uh yeah doxing is definitely completely different to that and you definitely didn't do that like, i don't know actually legally how allowed that is <laughs> if you thought it was okay and you say you're an ex-cop then you're probably all right anyway guys that is gonna do it for this episode of r slash pro revenge really hope you enjoyed it if anything i feel like this could have been nuclear revenge you know two pretty serious stories there with some very justified but pretty deep revenge if you did enjoy it and you want to see more right away i've left a link in the top line of the description and it's also on screen right now if you're on youtube drop a like subscribe follow me you know wish your parents a happy birthday do whatever you like. And I'll see you tomorrow with a brand new one. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.